Talent Talk Tuesdays is all about harnessing your God-given talents to live with greater clarity, purpose, and joy. You are wonderfully made, my friends. May all we do be for God's glory. Hello and welcome to Talent Talk Tuesdays. I'm your host, Lisa Maladnik. And first, I just want to thank everybody. I told y'all we'd been sick around here last week. We didn't know until after I recorded it, I think, that we'd all had COVID. (laughs) The case got confirmed. Um, But I've been really brain fogged and tired this week. So I stayed home from choir tonight. And I'm going to mention choir because it's a really important part of my walk with God. Really important, like remarkably so. But I felt peace about staying home, just not pushing too, too hard. And today I really want to talk with you about standing for victory. And you know, I talk all the time about discovering who you are, what that means for your life what's down deep in your heart that God is saying to you, calling you forward to, where do you daydream? What excites you? What makes you want to fight and change something? What do you love? Who do you admire? Where are your talents, charisms, your temperament, your motivations, your ministry giftings? Who are you? And how do you stand uniquely like nobody else God ever made before or ever will again? How do you stand for victory? How do you fight for your mission? And of course, as people of faith, we're not talking about violence when we talk about fighting. When we fight the good fight, it's about gentleness, about humility, about faith, about being faithful, especially when it's hard. But connecting with our talents and our calling connects us to God and we can honor him by standing for his victory as played out spiritually uh, throughout the natural world that he's created and humanly all around us. I want to talk about this in particular because, gosh, we are experiencing so much difficulty in the world. I don't have to tell you what those things are, but they're all around. We're in dark times. There have been dark times on this earth before and there will be again. But when When sin abounds, grace abounds all the more, St. Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verse 20. And you know something else really interesting about very dark times when it just looks like we're completely outnumbered and our spiritual enemy and our human enemies and all the forces that seem allied against us look overwhelming. Look at your Bibles. (laughs) Exorcists tell us that right before a person who may have had you know really intense uh, you know possession issues and been worked on with exorcists for years and reformed their lives and had sacramental life and fought hard to believe that they could be saved at the moment just prior to victory it happens every time the demons put on a big show of power and it has at least two purposes that I've heard exorcists talk about. One of them is to discourage the person from fighting back and believing that they can be saved so that they'll give in, so that they'll give their own assent to despair and allow the enemy his victory after all. But that big show of power is a lie. It's a panic reaction to being about to be cast out. So when things look worst, You know the enemy is putting on a big show. That doesn't mean it's not real. There are wars in the world, human trafficking, people being silenced, 
wrongly incarcerated. There are families really suffering, people in a lot of pain. But what do we really know about what Christ has said? What is his victory, this victory of the cross? I don't need to tell you it involves suffering. I talked last week about getting smaller because Christ did (laughs) profoundly. And he showed us what it was to be practically nothing in the face of love, to be able to lay it all down for love. So yeah, there's pain involved, but at what point do we really fully accept that this is a world that not only is full of suffering, that we really accept that, that life has a lot of suffering and we just kind of accept it. When do we get to that point without losing that the world and the universe are still beautiful beyond our wildest dreams? Look at a blade of grass, look at the stars, look at Hubble Space Gallery photos of nebulas and solar systems. Look at the way parents hold their newborns or older brothers and sisters learn to to cuddle the new baby in the house. Look at the one staying at grandma's bedside because she's scared and she's near the end. The beauty and the splendor of God is all around us, and it is much greater than the darkness. The darkness cannot stand against it or overcome it. So we know exorcists talk about this huge show of darkness right before victory. And we know in the Bible so many times Gideon was outnumbered, and David was outnumbered, and and Judith, her people were completely outnumbered. Humanly, things can look hopeless right before victory. And what did David say to Goliath? You come at me with sword and spear? This battle is the Lord's. This battle is the Lord's. So we may suffer. Oh, yes, I can pretty much guarantee it. But who are we? We are priests, prophets, and kings children of the Most High God, who is undefeatable. Who's most glorious in heaven? Martyrs. Scary thought, isn't it? Scary to me. But, you know, who was it, St. Ignatius of either Antioch or Loyola, who died being thrown to the lions? And he asked his friends all not to stop it from happening. Don't exercise your power. Don't try to reach out on my behalf. I'm ready to enter heaven through the mouth of a lion. And he did. (laughs) Why am I talking about all this? You must think I'm nuts sometimes. In Matthew chapter 14, Jesus tells us we are the light of the world. Of course, it's his light, obviously. But he says, you know, we don't put a lamp under a bushel. We put it where the whole house can be lit up by its light. And you are the light of the world. And let your light so shine before men that they will see the glory of God. Don't hide your light. He was talking to ordinary people like us. He wasn't singling out great saints. Of course, we are all called to be those great saints. And and St. Paul says his grace is sufficient for us. St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower, said, I can't do it on my own, Lord. Carry me up the stairs of sanctity. And he did. Simple faith, powerful, victory of the cross. What about Our Lady's promises? She promises her immaculate heart will triumph. And the way God is leading me, 
I'm seeing it all the time. Now, I'm not going to expose people's private situations, but there are people in my life I have given to Our Lady, and I have watched her work. I've watched her close doors I didn't think could be closed and open doors I did not think could be opened. Somebody I love reaches for the rosary now for the first time in years. The rosary leads directly to Jesus. People are saying and listening to things I haven't seen them be open to before. So in my family and among my friends, I watch for signs of grace and I ask God to show them to me. Let me see what you're doing today. And I make a point with his help, because I have my ups and downs like everybody else, but to rejoice in the beauty of the people God has given me to love and serve. I told you that last summer, you know, for those of you who happened to hear this story, God told me to join the choir when I was already too busy to, like, <laughs> think straight. But a number of signs happened all in a row, and I joined the choir. And at one point, I was in the choir thinking, okay, Lord, you got me here. I noticed you're pouring a lot of beauty back into my life. What else? What else are you saying to me, saying through me? What is this? Why did you ask me to do this? I'm up in the loft in this beautiful church, and this incredible classical music is pouring into my ears and my heart and my soul, drenching my spirit. And I hear myself singing his praises and standing for victory. And I can see the tabernacle from where I am in the loft. And I just smile because he's right there. And he sees me. He asked me to be there, and I'm there. He stretched me out of my comfort zone. I don't read music. <laughs> I am now being humbled about what I, by what I don't know. Because at 64, everything else in my life is stuff I love so much and have been doing long enough to be skilled at and to be confident in. And he is drenching my soul with beauty in a place where I am the new person, the squeaky mouse in the corner surrounded by real singers. <laughs> I get to be in the midst of that extraordinary music just by grace, pure grace. And in my work, I get to coach clients. Oh, I'm going to cry. You are used to it by now, right, my friends? They're so beautiful. Every soul, every one of them is so precious. And what a privilege it is when our paths cross, where God allows me to enter into what he's already doing in their lives. And I watch them getting more and more lit, lit up by the work they are doing in the coaching and outside of the coaching, growing closer to God, becoming more fulfilled, more impactful, more certain he loves them and has a purpose for their lives. That's not me. The Holy Spirit's doing the heavy lifting. I'm using my skills. I'm showing up. I love them. I pray for them. God, God is having the victory again and again. I also have the extraordinary privilege, which I've told you before, of training Catholic coaches at probably the best school on earth, the Professional Christian Coaching Institute. It's the biggest and the best of the faith-based schools. They are fully aligned with the International Coaching Federation. They have been marrying biblical principles with the very best of professional standards, ethics, competencies for many, many years and training pro-life crisis pregnancy volunteers and changing the face of the pro-life movement, saving a lot more babies through a coach approach. I get to train these heroes. I get to train moms and dads and grandparents 
I get to train people in every imaginable niche from healthcare to law enforcement to homeschooling to addiction recovery, people doing coaching work in this incredible unfolding, multiplying array of niches around the world. It's all online training. Watching them, helping them learn and grow for themselves and then learning how to help others on their unique paths to harness their professional skills and their personal wisdom. Each coach that gets called into that training process is answering a very unique call. You, you in particular, come here, trust me. I'm ready to use you in a new way to do the work of lighting up the church. I also get this amazing opportunity, and I just feel such a love for everybody who's listening. I've heard from so many of you, and I thank you for that. Your words of encouragement, appreciation. I don't know if you can hear my dog drinking water behind me. It's kind of noisy. But I appreciate you so much. It really means a lot to me that you write to me. That's why I write back to everybody who writes to me. It means the world to me. It's very encouraging. But I get to podcast and just kind of put it out there. Whatever God is giving me, I want to share with you. Making the connections between faith and talent so anyone anywhere can get started on this essential work. So we can all together become that bright city on a hill that Jesus talks about in, in the scriptures. He's leading me. And I believe he's calling all of us to embrace the mystery of walking with our God in a really intentional, purposeful, beautiful way that is also a way of resting in him. I've got Psalm 127 up on my wall here. I may have told you that before. Unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain who build. It's his house. It's his building that he's creating and in us and through us. And then it says, um, unless the Lord guard the city, in vain does the guard keep watch. It is vain for you to rise early and put off your rest at night, to eat bread earned by hard toil. All this God gives to his beloved in sleep. Another favorite of mine is Exodus 14, 14. I will fight for you if you will only keep still. Staying small. Let God be big. This walk with God, it really, uh, it allows our hearts to sense something that I believe with increasing conviction. And I say this a lot to my good friends in coaching, and I, and I want to mention some of them to you today because they're extraordinary people. But I believe that if we could see what God is up to all around us, we'd be jumping for joy all the time. We wouldn't be able to contain ourselves. I believe that with all my heart. I know it because when I say it, I feel him close to me. I feel his peace. I feel a confirmation in my spirit that it's so. We know God is great, that he's infinite, that he's faithful, that we, love, we have all these words. But I, my prayer for you tonight, my dedication of this episode tonight is that every person listening and then I hope you'll pass it on, starts to really believe that no matter what suffering has come upon us, no matter what's going on around us in the world, how bad the news is, oof, some of it's awful, that we know in our spirit that if we could see everything God is doing all around us, that what he's up to, we'd be jumping for joy. Now I've talked on this show about how our whole lives long, the devil 
attacks our greatest gifts relentlessly and mercilessly. When I was talking to a couple of very well-developed, advanced assessment using holy Catholic coaches yesterday, I said, if you want to look, if you want to just tell your client right out of the gate or anybody where their greatest wounds are, just look at their top five in their Clifton Strengths. And they both started nodding their heads. Why? Because that's your light. It's part of your light anyway. It's an indication of what your light is. And what does the enemy attack? What he fears. He fears you. He fears your gifts, but you don't have to be afraid. Identify them, love them, pray for God to redeem them every day, to use them, to bless you through them, to bless others through them, to help you give glory to him in them. Put them on, walk around in them, try them out, befriend them, love them, have compassion for them, and let the truth speak to your heart. I promise you, just getting to know the truth of your own gifts makes space for God to come in with his graces, and sometimes I see remarkable healings. And that's not coaching. That's Coaching isn't healing work. That's God. That is God. But it's critical to identify your gifts and love them. Honor the creator, the designer. Love what he has made. Give honor to him. Make of your life a hymn of praise. That's what we're here for. And some of you may have wondered, uh, we all have at some point, where do I fit? What is my part in this hymn of praise? Look at the, the hymn in Daniel chapter 2. We've got people walking around in a fiery furnace, right? I believe that's where that hymn of praise comes from. Praise you, sun and moon. Praise you, all the ends of the earth. Every single thing. Dolphins and water creatures, sea and sky, cold and, and chill, fire rain and dew, all these things. What's this hymn of praise? But we might ask, why do I always feel a little bit on the outside of this joy? A little deficient? Mm, that's the enemy talking. Or just a little frustrated with the vision I have for my life. Why isn't it drawing me forward with excitement? Why do I not have the conviction that I'm in the right swim lane? Well, maybe it's time to do some coaching. Surprise, surprise, the Catholic coach is, is going to bring this up and bring it up strongly. And I hope you do the same with what God has called you to do in your life. Keep standing for it. You see the beauty of it. You see the power of it firsthand. Stand for it. But when you do some coaching with a good coach, a good qualified coach, you enter into a safe and private, confidential space to do some really beautiful, intuitive, deep digging work, but also some implementing and acting and building work. But hopefully, if you're with somebody good, and I think I am good, and it's not my, you know, not glory to me. I've had some amazing teachers, and I get to teach amazing people. But I help people by God's grace and technique and skill to find their truest selves. Maybe you're considering becoming a coach yourself. Share that life experience that God has been building up in you, watering, shining the sun on, cultivating and purifying through suffering, all that wisdom that is present in you. And learn how to be present and skillful in powerful ways with others by holding space for them to find 
what we believers know is the voice of God speaking through their talents at the center of their authentic being, and then helping them to have the courage to act on that knowledge and to learn and to create momentum in their lives, to give their fiat in little ways until it becomes natural to give that fiat in bigger ways, until they're strong enough to step out of the greenhouse and brave the winds and help them to help to change the world. I'm not kidding around. I see it. I get to help with it. You might be called to do the same. And I have a new cohort for Catholics, the private offering at PCCI where I teach. For Catholics who desire professional level, the best ethical, competent coach training. And we're registering now. As of, I'm just recording this in January, we are already open for registration for a March 18, 2024 cohort. And I teach in the spring and the fall. So whenever you're hearing this, you're feeling that nudge, reach out to me. There's really nothing else like it out there. There are other Catholic programs, a few, not many that are even close to comprehensive. And some of those so-called Catholic programs are kind of new age, honest. Honestly, they're happening at colleges and universities. But this is the real thing. And because we're a private track at the Institute at PCCI, we get a substantial discount on tuition at the best school there is, in my opinion. I'm so proud to teach there. It's a, I could pinch myself. Literally, I had a moment today where I went, oh my gosh, I teach at PCCI. That's not a brag. That's an, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you. I get to be with the most extraordinary people and a place that has a beautiful history. So reach out to me if you have any questions about that. Gosh, if nudges, if you're getting nudged from God, you're getting that little funny feeling that you know, I'm kind of curious about that. That might be just that gentle whisper of God. It might be. Part of your prayerful discernment might be to talk with me about it. Look over the course and the materials. You won't find the Catholic track on the main site. But if you put in Professional Christian Coaching Institute and you get that URL that pops up, put a forward slash, forward slash Catholic and you'll see the course. You'll see me and my co-instructor, Gary Roney. You'll see everything that we cover, the books, the dates, where to register. But you can also reach out to me at my website or at my email, and I'll talk with you. It's not going to cost you a thing. Maybe even part of your process of discernment, and this has been true for many people, is just to take that first course, The Essentials of Life Coaching. See what skillful ethical coaching is really about and what it can do for people because you'll be practicing you'll be watching demos you'll be working with your fellow students privately in in cohorts private cohorts you'll start to see the power of it you'll start to see what you can do with these basic skills you want to change the way you relate to everyone in your life this is very normal when the, our students are sharing in class what are your wins from this week it's changed the way i listen to people I didn't used to be a good listener. I didn't even know I wasn't a good listener. Now, wow. I, I started just naturally asking questions of people at the party, and suddenly people were opening up like never before. Marriages are being changed. Parent-child relationships. Oh, I could tell you stories. They're experiencing a way, methods, not hard to learn, they need practice, of course. You get better and better at them. But they're not hard to understand. 
ways of listening more deeply than ever before, of hearing and helping people in this cacophonous world that has forgotten how to listen. Oh, it knows how to accuse. It knows how to brag and compare and put down and make noise, but it's forgotten how to listen. There's never been a greater need. And we need more boots on the ground. The Catholic coaching movement is heating up. Oh gosh, it's exciting and empowering. I would say you name almost any major ministry, at least in the United States, any Catholic ministry, you'll find coaches there. You find coaching at the Theology of the Body Institute, uh, the Catholic, I think it's called Catholic Leadership Institute, Human Formation Coalition, the Inscape Center. So you can almost not throw a dart at Catholic colleges and universities, especially in the secular world. There's coaching everywhere now. Coaching in hospitals, the government, schools. It's heating up, it's empowering seminaries and parishes and dioceses, individuals, couples, young and old. And there are niches emerging all over the place. You just can't count them, they're growing every day. That's a sign of the beautiful creativity of God. And the Catholic coaching community that I run, that I've talked about for the last, although I haven't been doing this podcast as long as I've been running it, I've been running the community about two and a half years, almost three actually, just for free, getting together once a month for an hour to have a speaker or a conversation. And we have a little private Mighty Networks community so we can talk to each other, share things, pray for each other. We called it the Catholic Coaches Connection. But we're rebranding it, the communion of Catholic coaches. We're quite serious about where God is calling us forward. There's over 240 of us now. We'll soon have a website. And yes, we'll have some very exciting paid offerings. And I mean that. We hear exciting, wow, transformational all the time in advertising. But this is a chance for people. They can stay in the free membership. That's always going to be there. Never closing that door as long as I have breath in my body. But the, the paid offerings will be bringing people in, and they're doing it sacrificially, but to do all sorts of trainings and help us to build opportunities for our members to become visible, influential, contributing members of this movement to help equip and empower them to build spiritually, relationally, professionally, So pray about it. Might not have anything to do with coaching, but is there a call in your heart? Is coaching something that you want to try out? I got coached before I ever really seriously dreamed of becoming a coach. I was very touched by the experience. Are you curious to find out what it's like to be part of a faithfully Catholic professional association of coaches? We have people who have been coaching for many years. Some people are coach trainers, some who are training or who are new at coaching, newly trained, some who are just discerning into the profession, but they're seriously discerning. Our membership is very diverse in every way. But do you find yourself desiring to have skills that help people and organizations experience transformation? Look at the secular world. You don't have the kind of authoritarian top-down management you used to. People don't want that anymore. They won't accept it, especially young people. They want to be coached. They want to be developed. They want someone to listen and help them grow. 
Do you want to help the church get all lit up and ready and participating in the triumph of Mary's Immaculate Heart? I've said this many times. I believe the rise of the Catholic coaching movement is part of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart, one of many parts. I don't think it's the triumph. But God is working through all these beautiful movements, all these places where Catholics are rising up and using the weapons of our faith, fasting, the rosary, sacramental life, forgiveness. You can't beat that. You cannot beat it. We're, we're Our Lady's children, and she is the general of God's army. Whatever God is calling you forward to, let's stand for victory, especially when things are darkest. That's when we know the victory is at hand. The graces are most powerful. And all hands are needed to inspire and equip souls to live out their holy purpose and shine with the light of God's presence. Thank you for all, again, the notes, the kindnesses that you send my way. They mean a lot to me. And I'm here for you, too. You can reach out to my website to book an appointment with me. You can go right to my calendar link. You know, work with Lisa tab at wonderfullymade139.com. The first step is free. We just have a conversation. Or you can email me directly, and I'll help you get started. Lisa at wonderfullymade139.com be happy to send you the link to schedule a nice relaxed chat. I talk with people about coaching and coach training all the time and it's a joy for me. I truly love it. I'm wired for it. It's part of what lifts up my life. It's always a good conversation learning about such good people and how God is moving in their lives and what they're wondering and discerning. It's always a hopeful experience whether they hire me or take the Catholic training or not. Because God always has a holy purpose when he nudges you just a little bit to make that appointment, have that conversation. It's always a small thing. Uh, well, I do actually talk to people who've been looking for something Catholic and wanting to be a coach for a long time. So it's actually a big noise in their lives at this point. It's a symphony. But I have many come to me who say, Ooh, it just really struck me when I read what you were doing there with the Catholic track or someone told me about it. And I just felt drawn up short. And I felt like God was saying, just ask a few questions, find out a little bit more. It can be a small thing, so pay attention. God rarely shouts. Connecting with each other has been the beginning of so many good things, remarkable things, so many changed lives. So if you're curious, don't ignore it. It's part of just finding out how wonderfully made you are, my friends. I'll let you go now. I know I've been rambling a long time, but I'm praying for you sincerely. Please pray for me too. God bless you.